0: the Arcade Fire on WPRK Winter Park, Florida. That was Wake Up, appropriately named. And uh, we're here to help you wake up. My name is Nick. I'm here from 7 to 9 every Monday. You're listening to a certain degree. And I'm here with a special guest, as we do every week. Kristen Maneri is here. Hello. Good morning from OrlandoDateNightGuide.com. So we'll get into that a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Kristen, we're uh, I would say friends. Yes. You helped me get a passport once.
1: Oh, yeah. I yeah. About
0: that. yeah, yeah, yeah. You totally <laughs> did. Because you're Canadian like mm-hmm. I am. Out and about. Um, and we're feeling very superior.
1: No reason right yeah. <laughs> now. I'm not going to say why.
0: And so uh, I asked you to be on because of what you've done. So we worked together here at Rollins College. Mm-hmm. And you went out and kind of hung your own shingle doing OrlandoDateNightGuide.com. And I want to talk a lot more about that because I think that's fascinating in terms of you know, taking that step, having the uh, the courage to take that step, going out there and, you know, really doing it all by yourself. So basically taking a startup that you pretty much knew would work, but then it was also a passion of yours. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't just like, I'm gonna go out and make a ton of money because I know that this franchise is gonna do well, or this thing is gonna do well, or it's some sort of Ponzi scheme, which it might be, and that's fine, (laughs) because I often think that dating might be a Ponzi scheme. (laughs) But uh, yeah, you really went out there and, and, and did it. Yeah. And so we're gonna get to know you first a little bit better. Okay. So we're gonna do a game, and you know the basic version of this game is just 20 questions. Okay. So you're gonna say yay or nay, up or down, but not that because I like to complicate things okay. as you may remember from ever talking to me. (laughs) Uh, So we're gonna do a game called take the money or run. So if you like something, if you're for something, you say, take the money, because what's better than money? What can buy you happiness, (laughs) money.
1: That's a whole other conversation. No, 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 no,
0: it's true. It's (laughs) been proven, it's scientific. (laughs) Now then running is terrible. It's bad for your knees, it's bad for your health. (laughs) It hurts constantly all the time. It's cold out. So you'll probably catch pneumonia if you went running right now. Mm-hmm. It's possibly the worst thing for you. Again, <laughs> scientifically proven. So if you like something, say take the money. Okay. And if you don't like something, say run. Okay. Now this may not, again, line up with your personal philosophies right. on any level, yeah. which is
1: fine. I would love to run.
0: I'm sorry. I don't understand that at <laughs> all. Okay. Are you ready? Yes. All right. Let's start out with an easy one. Okay. Pool baths.
1: Cool. Pool. Oh, pool bath.
0: Yeah. So you're going, maybe you just mowed the lawn, maybe you're doing some yard work. Okay, just jump in. You gotta go to the grocery store. Oh but um, you don't necessarily want to take a full shower. You just jump in the pool and then go.
1: I'm gonna go run on that.
0: You don't like that. Mm -mm. Don't care for that. No. Rather take a full Take the time and energy. Yeah, because I just
1: don't like the smell of chlorine on my skin.
0: Oh, uh, okay. I don't like that. Yeah, we had a couple of weeks ago we had somebody who came up with the idea of chlorine scented soap. So if oh. you did like pool baths, huh. that would be the understandable mm, uh Brilliant. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No. Not
0: a bad business idea yeah.
1: though.
0: Okay. How about Generation X?
1: Um as in like a concept? Sure.
0: Or um, the I'm, people. Of I'm it?
1: gonna say I'm gonna say run as a concept. I've, oh, okay. Because I think just labeling generations is is. I, uh, I think that it. I think labeling in general is, is not that... necessarily a good thing. Okay. But I think like labeling decades of people as right, like right. you're like this because you ha- because were you were born, born there. Yeah. I'm not in favor of that. Okay.
0: Very good. I like that. All right. How about this came up a few weeks ago with the iPhone Seven headphone jacks. Take the money or run.
1: I am not aware of that. I'm <laughs> So the so... new
0: iPhone does not have a headphone jack Oh, at all. why? Uh, because what they're doing is now encouraging people to do the Bluetooth. Oh, headphones. run. Run. You don't like that.
1: Uh, all this oh, so stuff you're... that's floating around. I'm yeah, I'm not in favor of all that. No.
0: So but you take the money then for headphone jacks. Yes. Yeah. So you're all about that. Totally. So you don't like things floating around no. the ether.
1: no, no. Oh, okay. Yeah, we we're actually even um, redoing the Wi Fi in our house to be away from all of the bedrooms because we realized that where it is now, it has to
0: kind of go through the bedrooms, through
1: where everyone's sleeping, and turning our Wi Fi off at night so that all the stuff isn't floating around. Yeah,
0: is that a thing? Is that bad?
1: I just read this book about brain health and. Of course it's not studied and it there's nothing conclusive about it, but Great.
0: Well then let's so, jump to So we can
1: definitely start like front page news. That, okay. Like your Wi-Fi is going to ruin your brain.
0: You've heard it here first, folks. Yeah. Wi-Fi equals bad. Okay. How about liberal arts colleges? Take the money. Yeah.
1: Yeah, definitely. No, I didn't
0: I, think that through because now that sounds like liberal arts colleges take the money.
1: <laughs> I I wish that I had had a liberal arts education. I sort of did cuz in in the I did I was studying mass communication. That's what my um, major was in mm-hmm. with a minor in film and kind of women's studies at the same time. I think I had a double minor. <laughs> a double, so I kind of the did. Rare and I minor, also yeah. was taking Spanish and I think I took an international business class. So I kind of did that anyways I And I don't know whether that was a Canadian thing, but that the idea of like having your hand in a lot of different subjects and not being so narrowly focused was how i went to school anyways i don't i didn't necessarily go to a liberal arts college but i like the idea of being someone who is fascinated by many many different things i think i think that scientists are showing when it talks to brain health when it comes to brain health that curiosity and and learning about a lot of things is is what is being shown as what will um, maintain the plasticity of the brain. It's not necessarily okay. these like apps that cause you to remember how many dots you saw. Right, right, right. That is not what's going to actually.
0: Now that I've heard, that's not helpful at all. Those you, don't do anything. Well, I had wow.
1: I had thought that they were because there's so many of them, and like there was sort <laughs> of like this herd mentality of like, oh, okay, well, I guess it's got to work. That's yeah. if everyone's doing it, it's got to work. But no, it actually which is one of the reasons why I love Rollins' night program or their program geared at um, older Adult adults. Learners, yeah. yeah, I mean, this idea that you can just go and keep learning and take, taking classes, I'm all for that. I think that's fantastic.
0: Okay. Yeah. Well, and you're doing sort of your own internal learning by running your own business too. So totally. I would imagine that's
1: yeah. well, a and lot I, of learning. I am constantly got an audio book on the go. If I'm folding laundry, I'll throw on a TED Talk. Like I'm constantly feeding my brain because I'm such a curious person. All
0: right. Well that's making me feel terrible about myself. Usually <laughs> I'm watching Netflix. Yeah,
1: I watch in all of those scenarios, including work. Two hours of television a month.
0: Oh my goodness! Isn't that gracious. crazy? Yeah, that is.
1: right now we're trying to buy a new couch and for our we're having our living room redesigned, and I keep looking at my husband saying, "Why do we care? Like it's I want a nice couch. Like it's we're going to have it's an important piece of furniture to have in yep. your home, but apparently we,
0: unless you use it, right? You, you but, but we
1: don't it. actually sit, sit on it and watch television. Maybe we will because of the way that the ho- house is going to be reconfigured, but. It's actually pretty funny to think of how much time and money we're think, you know, spending right, on right, right. this couch that is r- not a central part Local of our point, lives yeah. at all whatsoever.
0: It reminds me a little bit of the formal living room uh, yeah. that we had in our house. We might and as well the, have one of those. Yeah, because nobody went in there. Yeah. We weren't, the kids weren't allowed in there. Yeah. And so maybe once a month it was used when you had the, the right guests come over. Yes. Because it wasn't even just family. Like no. family wasn't even allowed. No to way.
1: Be in there. Yeah. yeah. I remember those days.
0: All right, so you're on a lot of social media. How do you feel about Snapchat?
1: I'll have to say take the money.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, and not because I use it. I don't I actually don't have a Snapchat account and I use the um Instagram stories, which I know is not Snapchat is not going to replace Snapchat, but I just couldn't take on another platform.
0: Right, cuz you're on a ton right now. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And um so I just think that it, if there's a real democracy to Snapchat, you know, you, you can make something and put it out there. And I, from what I understand, there's no filters in terms of like, there's no algorithm saying when you post yours, right, right, your, right. you didn't get enough like, so I'm actually not going to see yours. Like I love when there's a no- democracy to social media, when there, there isn't like these big brothers controls that tell me when I get to see something and when I don't, I don't like that. So I, I think and I'm, an, I'm going to take the money on Snapchat.
0: Okay. Uh, comic book movies.
1: Oh, take the money. Yeah, you like them? Yeah, sure. You mean like um, Iron Man? Iron Man, Avengers, yeah, awesome. all that stuff. Yeah, Batman. great. Really great. Isn't um, Scarlett Johansson the highest paid actress so far, like a, like I by a landslide? So.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And she's in two separate, or she's just in one. She's just got one character, right?
0: Oh, she's got one character, but she's in a ton right, of movies. Right, yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. I
1: mean, good, good for her. Yeah. That's fantastic that she's making all that money off of that brand. I think that's awesome.
0: Now, if we could only get uh, more of the toys made of the female characters in these movies, that would be nice too. But you know, that almost never happens.
1: I don't trust boys to play with those appropriately. So I'm actually okay well, with them. They're
0: for girls though. Oh, got it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Because
0: <laughs> a girl could, will go in. Like I can imagine uh, introducing my daughter to uh, Star Wars at yeah. some point and so for the new movie they didn't make the the main person in it was uh, uh, i can't remember her name i think ray or something mm-hmm. like that and there were no toys made of her on the initial wow. launch yeah so something like that okay uh getting back to the game how about fall and or autumn
1: take the money my yeah. favorite season really yeah and even here i mean i liked it more when i lived back in canada mm-hmm. it was hands down my favorite time of year um, but I like it here too. It, we just don't, it just doesn't start in September here. It starts in like November.
0: But uh, It may have just started today. It might, it might have. Yeah. Cause it's freezing. Out. Yeah.
1: I love, I love fall. I love fall apples. I love fall food. I love fall colors. I love, I loved going back to school. <laughs> like I was when, you know, that first day right, of school you're when you're so the first curious, time you've been yeah. up that early and it's cold like in on September, you know, right after labor day. Oh, I just loved, I loved back to school. All right. Well, that's <laughs> nerd.
0: Very interesting. <laughs> all right. So on the technology side, have you Ubered yet?
1: Oh, all the time.
0: Okay. How about driverless Uber? They rolled this out and tried it in Pittsburgh. They think they are a few years out from really, really getting on this in terms of a big way. Yeah. But how do you feel about driverless Uber?
1: Um, I guess the same way I feel about driverless anything. I'm I think when it becomes widespread, it will be tested and we'll be all ready for it. Mm-hmm. I think that what'll be interesting is integrating driverless with with drivers because I imagine that most of the accidents will still be caused by the drivers, but they'll you know inevitably be hitting driverless cars and and will probably be blamed on the driverless right. cars. So I don't know, but i I think I think it's exciting. I don't. I'm not. I can't imagine me really um, caring about. Giving up driving? It's not. I'm not like that type of person. I don't even drive. I can't drive. Um, stick like a manual.
0: Uh, okay, so you're gonna get in that driverless Uber immediately.
1: Yeah, but like I, like I don't care about driving. You know what I mean? Like I know some right, people right, like right.
0: they're very passionate. Yeah, about like it they
1: they. My brother, for example, like he his, his his um, what is it called? The stick that changes your
0: your the stick shift. Yeah. Yeah.
1: He, yeah. Like he buys like special handles. Cause he uh, likes the way okay. that it feels. And right, right, right. Like he'll buy an automatic card with a manual option and he'll actually use it. Like I, I don't care about driving. I just want to get from A to B. From A to B. Right, right, right. And I like listening to my audiobooks in the car. So yeah, of course you do. Yeah. I'll probably well, just now, read a book. That's what oh, it is. That would be if it's fantastic. driverless, you
0: could just read the book uh, in the car.
1: Okay. I'm definitely take the money on that. Okay. Yeah. Got
0: it. Got it. Uh, how about jerky?
1: Like beef jerky. Any of them. Yeah. I'm, Take the money on that. Well, yeah, Canadian,
0: I would imagine yeah. that was... It's
1: just hard on the jaw, you know, if you get a really chewy piece. Yep.
0: A real gristly piece. Yeah.
1: Okay. That can be tough.
0: There's some downside yeah. to it, yeah. but for I, the most part.
1: I, uh that was like a mainstay when we went uh houseboating as kids. I always, we always had, had beef jerky. I remember the package.
0: Oh, that's good. So you can just dip it in the water to help loosen it up a little oh, bit. Oh, never did that. No, that's gross because yeah. you shouldn't do that.
1: I could have done that. Yeah, no. unless you
0: want to mess with something. pork said. rinds. We
1: would eat pork rinds too It's oh, I Delicious. <laughs> They're so the gross. That was oh, so they disgusting. They are disgusting. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. But delicious all the same. How about uh, being Canadian? I'm not sure how you're going to answer this. The Electoral College.
1: You mean in terms of that there's a popular vote and then there's.
0: I, how do you feel about that? Yeah, that system being the one that uh, decides the election.
1: Uh, it makes sense in, on, on paper in terms of California shouldn't get to decide, you know.
0: The entire election, right. yeah.
1: Um, but it's frustrating when you're trying to produce citizens that aren't the opposite of apathetic about the election. Right. Right. Because I think most people wouldn't really understand what that means. All they see is that, well, wait a second, this many votes from, you know, me and all my friends didn't make a, make a difference. Right. And I think that that's difficult when you're trying to get people to be motivated and to be interested and engaged in the political system. So it on paper, it's a good system, but I just maybe it's just got bad PR. <laughs> maybe, yeah, maybe people just don't really understand Maybe it. two
0: elections in 16 years. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they might be, they might need some PR help. Yeah. Maybe we should ask them about that. Yeah. Who's your firm right now? Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. I think, uh, I think everybody in Washington needs a good PR firm right now.
0: So this happened, I think in a couple of different places, I think a couple of cities passed this as well. How do you feel about a soda tax?
1: Mm, Well, being Canadian, Mm -hmm. I'm I'm really comfortable with tax. So what made me think of it when I was listening to the news the other day was that cigarettes in Canada are taxed to the hilt. I mean, it is crazy. I think a pack of cigarettes now is, what, $18 or something like that in Canada? And it's not that it costs that much more money to produce cigarettes in Canada. No, But the Canadian government has just basically said, if you want to do this and... Our healthcare system is going to take a- yeah. it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, I actually have no problem with that. It doesn't feel like an infringement on my rights to have something that's not good for me taxed. I'm totally comfortable. So, I'll say take the money on that one. All Go right. for it.
0: Very good. So, everything that's bad for you, tax it up. Yeah. Great. How about theme parks, which we might have to tax after what you just said.
1: Um, I'm going to say run on that. Yeah. Not a Uh, big fan? No. Actually, my husband and I, we went to Disney Springs on Saturday night for dinner and it was just crazy how crowded it was. Just crazy. And, um, we were talking about whether we would bring our kids to, whether we would feel differently about vacationing in Orlando if we didn't live here, if we lived in Boston or something like that. And this was like the trip that we all strived for. When are we going to take the kids to Disney World? right, right. Because living here, we take the kids to probably, we go to a theme park once a year. This year it was universal, but I don't believe we went to Disney at all this year. Uh, We used to take the kids to SeaWorld. We don't take them to SeaWorld anymore, but it's just not a central part of our life at all whatsoever. Mm -hmm. We're not pass holders. We don't, you know, if it's Sunday afternoon and we don't think. Oh, let's just go to Disney. Like we would never do that. Um, But we don't live close to Disney. Maybe if we lived in Windermere or something like that, but I don't know. I I doubt it. Uh, We like, we went hiking on Sunday and it was fantastic. And there was, we saw two other people and a dog and it was awesome. I don't want to be around hundreds of thousands of people.
0: I think it's also to do with how you were raised. So Mm -hmm. if that became a big part of your life early and that was a central part, like you were saying, if you were from Boston and that's something that your parents did with you, that's something you want to share with Mm -hmm. your kids as well. But yeah, I think, you know, it's weird too because I think the people who do live here who go or have gone a lot, they're like, oh, kind of the magic is gone now. Yeah. And so, Well, we haven't
1: gone a lot. I mean, my kids have been... Probably three, so they're six and eight. They've been maybe three times to Magic Kingdom, uh, once to Animal Kingdom, and maybe two or three times to Epcot total, like in, in all of these years, so... No, no. And then when we go, we're all very excited. It's, yeah, you yeah. know, we, we enjoy it, but. I
0: mean, are you any more excited than when you go to uh, the free day at the museum or you go to some other event or destination?
1: We did last year for uh, the holidays. We went to St. Augustine. We just drove there and back in a yeah. day and we did the Holly Jolly trolley tour. So there's a crazy amount of lights that are in St. Augustine during the holidays, like mm-hmm. six million or something nutty like that. And you go on this trolley tour, and it slowly just takes you through. You get to see all the lights, and they give you these glasses that make everything twinkle, like kind oh, of yeah, like 3D yeah. glasses. So it makes everything yep. look all kind of trippy. That's how
0: my glasses get when they're dirty.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, was, I thought you were gonna say like all the time. Uh, we were so excited. We drove there. We had dinner in St. Augustine. We did the Holly Jolly trolley tour, like that to me is so much fun and it's new and it just feels real you know like Mm -hmm. it versus going to like mickey's christmas thing like i don't know that just feels so contrived to me and i think my kids can sense the inauthenticity of it versus like let's go have a really cool adventure in like a really awesome city so yeah it it takes us all like door to door probably takes us an hour to get to disney because we live in longwood and it took us two hours to get to St. Augustine. So an extra hour and you have the like. And
0: you have more. Yeah, yeah or totally. perceived more. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Professional wrestling.
1: Uh, I'm going to say take the money. I think I think that it's really entertaining. Not for me. I'm, I wouldn't spend a, like a millisecond of my life on it. But I think, um, it's, I don't think it's, it's as misogynist as it used to be. Do you remember um Randy. Remember him? Did you watch it? And he had the oh, girlfriend yeah. Elizabeth. Oh, yeah. 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 Randy,
0: like, the Macho Man yes. Savage. Yeah.
1: And I, like at the time, my brothers were huge WWF wrestling guys. And you don't really think much of it because you're a kid and you're just taking it all in. But looking back, I think, oh my gosh, that was, it was literally like celebritizing. Wife, wife abuse. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. he yeah. would threaten to like hit her and stuff yeah. like that. And he got a lot of booze and stuff like that. But it was still part of the show. It was entertaining that she was this meek, like, oh, my gosh, don't hit me. And oh, if he's losing, she would start to look really uncomfortable. And it's like, oh, my God, looking back now. But I don't I don't think it's that way it's anymore. It's probably
0: gotten about 18 percent better. Yeah, just yeah. 18. OK, so yeah, I don't watch a lot there. of
1: it. I'm, and I do have a women's studies background. So maybe I would actually. Maybe I would say run. So I'll, I'm just going to say, I'm going to say take the money.
0: Okay, for yeah. now. Yeah, for now. Until, Until I start binge watching it and I'll be yeah. horrified. Yeah, okay. All right. How about daylight savings?
1: Well, what's confused? so where I'm going to say run is when not all states do it. So I was in Tucson, Arizona when daylight savings happened and I just was in this constant, I had to fly out on the Sunday morning. So daylight savings did not happen. Nothing moved in Tucson. And just this sense of like, do the airlines understand
0: what time it is is in Tucson? (laughs) (laughs)
1: Like, and I only, I connected in Phoenix. So at least I had that going for me. Like I wasn't having to worry about, does Dallas know that I'm coming from from Arizona and we didn't change it just felt like I was texting my mom in the morning like what time is it there like I was I just didn't trust right that everyone was on board with the fact that I was in Arizona and I didn't move like I just felt
0: so just, the world didn't feel like it was revolving around you for about three days
1: I it just I felt out of out, I don't know yeah. I just didn't like it so so I'm gonna say Run take the money on it in general, in general. i'm fine with that except you, when you have babies and it totally sucks because they don't know what time it is and they wake up all wrong for like two weeks
0: so it doesn't sound like you're big on this yeah, at maybe all I'm it sounds not. Like run, yeah yeah i'm gonna general. just say
1: run okay it's so dark in the morning and yeah <laughs> no i'm i do not like daylight savings time
0: okay it's something uh, very much like having uh, uh newborns and uh you know that sort of thing is zombies <laughs> how do you feel about
1: zombies <laughs> Um, I wish there was a category where I could just be totally ambivalent, but I'm forcing nope. me into yes. a, take the money or run. Um, Which I mean, is
0: funny because that's what you would do. You would either run from right. zombies or you would somehow. And do you
1: have to uh, run like when you're running from an alligator. Is there? Is that part of it? Like, do you have to zigzag from? A I would zombie? not zigzag from. You a would zombie. just go straight, straight as fast as you could. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're not very fast.
0: It depends on, on which zombie. zombie universe you're looking at, because in some of the zombie universes, they run just as fast as you do. Is
1: Walking Dead about zombies? Yes. Are they fast on that show? No, they're slow. Okay. So, um, gosh, I'm going to- they make
0: a lot of money, so that's why- The this zombies is, make money. Well, not the zombies, but the zombie genre. The gen- oh, right. The z- z- genre. The z- genre. Yeah.
1: Okay. So, uh, also take the money. People, it sounds like a creative outlet for people. So, yeah.
0: All right. And we talked a little bit about this earlier. How about coffee?
1: So I love coffee. I love the taste of it. I love having something warm in the morning. I love cream and sugar. I should just drink cream and sugar because I I I am put a lot of them in my coffee. I, I love certain types of coffee. I, I love coffee. So if we
0: just caffeinated cream and sugar. Yeah. That would but be I a like the coffee you? too. Oh, okay, I just okay. don't.
1: I just need a lot of cream and sugar too. I... Can't drink caffeine coffee. I can drink green tea, but if I have a coffee in the morning, like say I went and got a decaf somewhere and they accidentally gave me like a caffeine, I would be so sick because I went off of it about two years ago and it felt like I had the flu for about, I only had one cup a day. First thing in the morning, that was it. But I went off of it and for about two weeks, it felt like I was dying. And then now I can't even have like a Dr. Pepper. My hairdresser gave me a MIDAL the other day because I had a headache. And I started and feeling so apparently it has a ton yeah. of caffeine. And yeah, I had yeah. no idea because an hour later, I started feeling like I was like someone had given me like epinephrine or something like that. Like I felt so <laughs> ill. Turns out it's caffeine. so so I, in general, and actually, from that brain book, I was just talking about caffeine's really good for the brain. Yeah. Having one cup of co- coffee in the morning is very good for your brain. And caffeine coffee. Mm-hmm. What I'm drinking, decaf coffee, is not. It's just this purely for the ritual of it. Yeah. yeah, and then I still have to have a green tea in the morning too. So to get
0: you a yeah, little I bit. Yeah, I pee of caffeine.
1: like eight times before noon because I also have a smoothie in the morning, and then I have water and I have a, a detox tea that I have.
0: <laughs> do you dr- do you eat food at any point? I
1: do. I do actually. All right, well, but it's good. it really is amazing how much I have to pee before noon. It's Great. extensive.
0: And you're tuning into P Talk yeah. with Kristen and Nick. That's a on good WPRK. show.
1: It is That's a good, I, that could be a whole other format.
0: WPRK. Right.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Nice. All right, moving on. Solar power. Take the money. Yeah, you're in for it. Totally. Glad that amendment 1 got uh not passed. It's I think so it's so
1: confusing it how it really they are, was I'm a they yes were. to a no. When we first moved here, it was a it was a yes to whether gay people could adopt. Right. And I was yes, because I thought that's what I was. I saw the signs everywhere. And I was like, yes, I'm a yes. And then I realized that it was actually the was other word. I was way, yes yeah. to a no. I right. thought I was saying yes to gay people being able to adopt. And right. I couldn't vote then anyways. But I do. I, yeah. So yes to solar power. Take the money. But no to amendments that confuse people. And you don't actually know awful, awful. what you're voting for.
0: The Supreme Court shouldn't have allowed that. But yeah. Anyway, that's I'm not going to get up on a.
1: And we live in Florida, so, yeah. Solar power would be helpful. Totally.
0: In many cases. And Elon Musk is working on uh, tiles for your roof.
1: Is that the Tesla guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Mark, my husband, was just telling me about that.
0: All right, so we've got a couple more, and we'll finish up. How about, let's just do lightning round. Flip-flops. Run. Oh, really? Yeah. Canadian.
1: Really? They're just really bad for your legs and knees and back and
0: I don't understand that at all. They're so comfortable. Uh, colonizing Mars.
1: Um, take the money.
0: Okay. And how about cobbler? Take the money. Okay. (laughs) Uh, you're listening to WPRK. Thank you, Kristen, for that. We've got to know you a lot better. Yeah. We're going to play a song by another Canadian band. This is hot, hot heat with good night. Good night. My name is Nick. I'm here with Kristen Maneri from Orlando date night com. Morning, Kristen. Hiya. Thanks for being here.
1: Glad to be here.
0: All right. So we, you and I go way back. You were a freelance writer mm-hmm. at Rollins College mm-hmm. while I was working in the marketing mm-hmm. department. And at the time, I guess you were working on sort of the side project, uh, passion of yours. Uh, you know, how do you spend more time together with your loved one, your significant other, and that turned into a full-time job. Mm-hmm. So and that's OrlandoDateNightGuy.com, yeah. of course. So tell me a little bit about how you started down that path. Sure. And then how you ended up deciding to go full-time on that.
1: So we moved here from Toronto in 2006, so 10 years ago. And uh, Mark and I had been married for just under two years at that point. So we were still, we didn't have kids. So we were always going out on dates. And when I moved, whenever I move anywhere, I'm all about exploring what's new and new to me um, and really just embracing where I'm living. And so we would go, we, we did a lot of stuff. We'd go on a lot of dates. And oftentimes when we would meet up with friends, Mark's brother had lived here for a long time. So we kind of had a ready-made social circle when we moved here, we would tell people about some of the things that we did. We did date night at Lou Gardens and we went on a hot air balloon ride and people would be like, what like it would seem so astonishing to them that there was all like all these great things to do around orlando and uh so i started i sat down next to a publisher at a dinner party one time a book club publisher and was telling him about how i'd really love to write a book about all the great places to go on date night in orlando and he said he would publish it so i wrote the book first called great dates orlando and that was in 2007 Mm -hmm. and then um i started a newsletter like an like with constant contact to kind of communicate with people would, with more ideas that weren't in the book. And then, and then the newsletter spawned the blog. So totally backwards. Most people these days have a blog and then they start a newsletter and, and then, then they, they have a book. book. Yeah. Right. Because
0: everything leads up to the yes. book, which is your big right. moneymaker. <laughs> and
1: my book was not a big moneymaker by any stretch, but, <laughs> but it was, uh, yeah, it was just a launch, you know, it was just a, it was a way to start something. And, um, the the website came out i think it was late 2007 so it's just coming up to 10 years that i've had that the right, website right. and we switched it to from great dates orlando to orlando date night guide in gosh i want to say 2014 And mostly because great dates, I didn't want people to think I'm helping out with the date, like with getting a date. It's all about date night. So if you already have someone that you want to go spend some quality time with, like, what are you going to do? So
0: you already have to have the date.
1: Totally, yeah. Right. That's not... I. That's the
0: easy part in your mind.
1: Oh, no. The hard
0: part. Definitely not.
1: Oh, I mean, I... It is for me because I've been married for 12 years, but that's I can't imagine. I had someone asked me one time if I would host a speed dating event and um, I said, yes. And then like I kind of got into it. No, no, no. At a restaurant. I know I'm
0: kidding.
1: And I, as I got into it, I was like, I don't want, I know nothing about this. I'm not, I have no idea how to produce a really great speed dating event. So we went, we sat down and we switched the event and changed into something completely different. But uh, no, that's not easy. So
0: just real quick, though. So my attitude towards dating mm-hmm. is you come in with an accent. So you always have a fake accent. Like
1: when you're speed dating?
0: No, no, no. When you're just dating in general. any date okay. you get. Okay. Um, you have sort of a uh, uh, an optimized background right. based on who you're talking to. And uh, then you drink a lot. Right. On the date.
1: How's that going for you?
0: Uh, Really poorly. Yeah. (laughs) So if you could offer any advice, maybe off air. Yeah. We'll do that.
1: Yeah. Well, and I don't, I don't have any advice on dating.
0: Oh, good. None.
1: Zero. I'm, I'm, I'm not a well of knowledge when it comes to that. So it's
0: just the date itself. Once you
1: have this person you're dedicated to spend time with, then that's when I step in and say, okay, great. So now you need to figure out what to do. And I'm happy to help in that regard.
0: Because that's probably a big part of it as well. Yeah. Knowing what to do.
1: Yeah. Okay. Totally.
0: And you have to go experience all these things, right? Or you would already experience in many cases, a lot of
1: them. Yeah. Yeah, well, over the last 10 years living in Orlando, I kind of self-dub myself as Orlando's greatest fan because I do a lot. I probably do more in the average week or month than the average person living here Mm -hmm. because I'm researching and I'm just out exploring for the purpose of producing content. And I think we live in a really, really great city. And I love this city. There's so much to do. There's such a great culture, especially coming up around food and these Main Street districts that were developed about in 2008, I think is when they started popping up. They they give all these great little identities to different corners of of the Orlando, you know, got College Park and Audubon Park and Mills 50. And and people are really rallying around those little mini cultures that are producing mm-hmm. that are being produced in each of those areas. And I love that. I think that's great. I mean, growing up in, in Toronto area, you've got Chinatown and you've got Little Italy, like you've got these things based on ethnicity. And you know we don't really have that here as much, but it doesn't mean that you can't have these wonderfully defined districts that are like Mills 50, for example, I right. think Mills 50 is awesome. I think that's- Well, and from
0: an ethnicity standpoint, it's all mixed it's up within It's such a that. mixed bag. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's so great. So back a step. So you're at this point, you're freelance writing. You've got this side blog going, but you're doing freelance and you're working for a number of different places in town, including Rollins College. Mm -hmm. At what point did you say, okay, Orlando date night guide, great dates, Orlando. Mm -hmm. This is what I'm going to do full time.
1: I think it was around the beginning of 2014, maybe the end of 2013. I was working with um, a mentor, like a life coach kind of person. And I was just kind of musing like, what would it be like if this website was my income? Like a hundred percent. I wasn't making peanuts from it. And all of my money was coming from freelance writing and magazines and local and also Mm -hmm. national. And it's a lot of work freelance writing. It seems like a really glamorous job, but it's a lot of management of a lot of people that you don't have control over. And it can be really frustrating and it can things that shouldn't take a long time can take a really long time. And and I just thought, wow, I just what if I was only my own editor of my own stuff? And I only, you know, like I just, th- I say, I'm going to post this on Thursday. Well, Thursday doesn't happen. That's okay. It's going to post on Monday. Like I, I wanted to just have more control over the deadlines and.
0: So control issues.
1: Over the content. Yeah, totally. That makes sense. Yes. So it was just amusing. Like, what if, what if? And then I met someone who freelance sells ads. That was the big thing is, uh, I needed to find someone who could take, who could monetize it. And that wasn't going to be me, nor it should be, nor should it be, be me. I produce the editorial and someone else manages all of the relationships with advertisers. So I met her and.
0: So separation of church and state because you don't want to have that sort of well this person's an advertiser yeah. so now i should do articles yeah. about them yeah. Right now. Yeah, yeah yeah
1: yeah so she came on board in the spring of 2014 and she sold the site out within the first six months and then we kind of reorganized the site to have a little more ad space she sold that out in six months and so we operate on usually ninety four nine ninety five percent sold out all the time we have about 30 different advertisers at any given time.
0: And that's all local advertisers, right? So mm-hmm. you guys aren't doing like Google AdWords or anything like that. No, so no. that a bunch of junk shows no, up. Yeah. No. It's all relevant to yeah. your audience.
1: Yeah. And it's contracted. So it's not a paid per click kind of thing. It's, mm-hmm. you know, it's just part of our, you know, a bill they get every single month. So,
0: so at some point there's only so much ad revenue you can do. There's right. only, you don't want to do sponsored content, I would imagine. And We
1: do. It's And we're very clear when it is, but okay. less than 20% of our content in a year is sponsored content. Um, and you'd know as soon as you clicked on it that it was sponsored, but it's still good content. You know, I, we worked yeah. with a restaurant recently and they, um, they were launching um, a, a deal where you got $25 to spend at that restaurant, like no strings attached. So we did a sponsored post about that, but that's a great restaurant and it's a good, it's a good value for the reader. So I would never do like a sponsored content about like the new Big Mac or something like that. Like it's relevant to what I'm already writing about. that
0: sounds less like sponsored content, more like, you know, it's a, it's a post about a promotion that's going on, it's somebody you would write about anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So that makes sense to me. So, but what's next for you? You kind of have two lines to go again, because advertising can only take you so far. Um, probably one path is events. Mm -hmm. Um, one path is, and what I like, what you did is sort of this, uh, this sort of nonprofit Mm -hmm. uh, thing you wanted to do, you know, do good. Mm -hmm. And I think it's do good date night, right? Do good date night. Yeah. Yep. And then, uh, it sounds like you have something new coming up. So kind of talk about those three lines.
1: Yeah, sure. So, so events, uh, I found tricky, you know, I think when you're someone like Orlando Weekly and you can produce events that maybe... 20,000 people show up Big to. Events, yeah. yeah. You can, there's some margins there, but I have produced much smaller events. And so the, the, the thing is, do I have really expensive events that only 50 people come to or, and that's really not, there isn't a lot of room for that in Orlando. I find that the threshold for what, what people are willing to pay in the city is pretty low. I think it's So there isn't, there just isn't a lot of margin. So really, early on, I decided whenever I do an event, they're almost always nonprofit, whether it's a do good date night or whether it's, you know, a cocktail class or something like that. Mm -hmm. 90% of my events, most of them actually support Second Harvest. That's kind of my pet um, philanthropic organization that I support. So yeah, so events have not ever been a revenue generating source for me. So I, but at, at the end of the day, ad revenue is going to you know, there's going to be a point where it's going to hit the most that I could possibly make in that regard. So we'll launch in December, a new subscription model and it's not subscription content. It'll be something that's mailed to your home once a month that assists in the planning of date night, um, making, giving you an opportunity to explore parts of the city that maybe you didn't know about or that would, you wouldn't normally explore. Mm -hmm. So the whole idea is better date nights, easier to plan and, um, more fun to plan and easier to commit to. So that's what oh, that's, that's what's good. rolling out. Yeah.
0: When I like that. So uh, yeah, I'm a little older and I like having, you know, I like magazines and I like books. Yeah. So I like having that Paper. idea of an artifact yeah. that you can take because there's obviously a lot of good articles. And one of the things you might struggle with as a reader or as a producer of content is okay, well, this content is kind of evergreen, Mm -hmm. right? Like this review of this restaurant is still valid Mm -hmm. even after a year, maybe after a year, a review doesn't really, uh, isn't really valid anymore. But the idea is that, you know, that's something that I could keep. And if I really enjoyed that particular interaction that I had with it, I can keep it more easily than I can a blog post or something along those lines.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like, There's like a nostalgia around paper. People like getting things in the mail. I know I love getting things in the mail. So, so what we'll be sending is less of less content and more, um, more around having the date night kind of curated for you. Okay. Yeah. is what we're, what we're kind of going after. Some advice. I know. I hate to be so cryptic about it, but. (laughs) No, no, no.
0: Because you don't want to give it, give it away already. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it launches
1: December 7th.
0: December 7th. So yeah. we could go to your site and yeah. check it out yeah, there. If, if you follow me
1: on any social media channel or <laughs> on my email or you actually go and to, the, like you will, the you will not, there's no way to not know when we launch. Like the, the launch strategy is all of it. It is. You will know <laughs> when we launch and then you, I won't have to be so cryptic anymore. You'll know what that's it is.
0: That's fine. I'm sure yeah. you'll get some media coverage and all that. Yeah, as that well. would be great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that'd be really so great. We'll cover it here. Awesome. The four listeners that we Yay, have will that's know. Great. <laughs> all about it. Let me, uh, just going back to content for a second, let me ask you this about content because this is something that I struggle with on my own site. I'm relatively creative, uh, but I'm also incredibly lazy. Mm. And so I'm a procrastinator. I do all these things. So you produce a lot of content. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, you know, you, you've you monetized it and, and your your entire uh, site is based on having new content on there on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. So how do you get motivated or when you're facing writer's block, let's say, how do you get past that? What, what helps you with that?
1: Well, I don't, we've never, I've never experienced writer's block from my site. There's always something new to write about. I mean, just someone emailed me the other day and meals on wheels in Seminole County is now producing these cooking classes and, Uh, They just seem really fun. And it's like stuff like that comes at me all the time, really new and interesting, whether it's a new restaurant or whether it's a new experience or a new part of town that's really blossoming into that area right around Winter Park Fish Company. And there's all kinds of new restaurants and Mm -hmm. there's that cool bakery and there's a new coffee shop. So I'm there's never I never run out of content. Uh, I also have six writers that produce for me now. So Uh, it's not all me. That helps. Yeah, that's big. That's a big help
0: so is it then you're working on something and maybe you're stuck on it for whatever reason you're just trying to find an angle for it or you're trying to find something is it switching so it sounds kind of like okay well let me put this on hold for a while and i can work on this Mm -hmm. and you still have that momentum and then maybe you can come back to the thing
1: you know, I operate on an editorial calendar and I also have, I time block all of my time. Mm-hmm. I, I think we were going to talk about that a little bit. Like how, like tactically, like how do I get everything done? So if you were to open up an Excel spreadsheet on my computer, you would see everything I did last, last week, like to the time. What I did at 4.30, what I did at 11.15. Wow. So that's forces me to never be lazy and to never procrastinate because if I've literally made an appointment with myself for today at 9 30 to write that post, it, it will be written then because there's nowhere else in the week that that's going to get done and it needs to get done this week. So time blocking is something I adopted probably 15 years ago and I can't imagine not doing it. If I, if I was to go on my computer this morning and my time blocks were gone, mm-hmm. I, it, I would be, you would know what to do. Really, I wouldn't. I've figured out, but uh, it's something I rely on heavily. But I, yeah, actually Andy from Yelp and I I was telling her about it and she, she was going to really try to adopt it because when you have a lot to do, especially if you're moving around in terms of like the type of work. So now I'm going to mm-hmm. write. Now I'm going to answer a bunch of emails. Now I'm going to go take some photos. Now I'm going to edit those photos. Like when you're, when you're not doing the same thing over and over and over again, I think it's really important to time block because there's just some things that you just don't want to do. Like, it's just not fun. Like I want to get, I want to get through that so I can get to the part where I get to go take photos. Cause I really love ph- photography. But, um, it's some things just have to get done, and right. I and I procrastinating psychologically just weighs on me so heavily. Like I would just rather get it done than have it constantly cycle of like, oh, I got to do that. I I don't want to do it right now. Oh, I got to do that. I don't want to do it right now. Like that to me is I can't. I don't have the stamina to to deal with that Ferris wheel of procrastination. I'd rather just right it all just do it. Up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just get it done, and so. Huh. Time blocking is how I do that.
0: All right. So over Thanksgiving break, I'm not going to procrastinate. I'm going to try this time blocking thing and you're gonna, get that ready. You're
1: gonna, oh, so you're going to...
0: I'm going to prepare okay, for I'm like,
1: it. don't time block your Thanksgiving no, break. No, <laughs> no, no.
0: Turkey from here to here. Yes. Stuffing okay, from here yes. to here. And in
1: proportion of plates. So right, So 8% right, right. stuffing. Yeah.
0: Argue with my family about yeah. the election from here to here. Yeah. I think that's going to be important because I do not want to even go to Thanksgiving this year. Yeah. And hear about that.
1: Well, I think a lot of families at least you know conscious mindful families are setting a absolutely no politics it's it's been like that for eons politics no. religion We sh- but all of a sudden this year it became it's, okay to not only talk about politics but to talk about it with a rhetoric that is just so marginalizing right that i think we just have to say no like I would absolutely love that. zero
0: time i would love that but my family likes to gloat
1: why don't you have a money jar and can make everybody commit to if you, you oh, have they'll to put gladly
0: t- they'll gladly put, put in like a hundred dollars really just so they can, yeah 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 yeah. Oh. now that might be good because then i'll get a hundred dollars out of it yeah well there yeah. you go okay so i'm gonna do just that go buy
1: yourself a massage or something afterwards to get rid of all that tension
0: So let's play some music. Okay. Thank you very much for that insight into your uh, mind (laughs) and time blocking. And we'll have to talk a little bit more about that. But um, we're going to play some Tegan and Sarah. Mm. So city girl for you from a small town and then two big cities, Toronto and Orlando. And then we're going to come back from the uh, commercials and the regular stuff and play a little Tragically Hip. And I'm going to pee. Okay, (laughs) great. (laughs) You're listening to WPRK, Winter Park, Florida and that was the tragically hip from their album fully completely at the hundredth meridian was the name of the song before the break we heard from tegan and sarah sorry for the cd skipping i took a look at it and it's fine the cd is fine so maybe it was just us skipping
1: it's anti-canadian software back here
0: it might be so all of the music today is is purely canadian uh we heard city girl from tegan and sarah if it was you uh, and I'm playing all Canadian music for a couple of different reasons. Um, one is to learn more about music. So that's one of the reasons I do the shows because I like to explore music, learn a little bit more about it. And, uh, you know, I like to theme it around the person who's going to be here. And so today is Kristen Maneri on to a certain degree here at WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. Thank you again for being here. Glad to. Well, wait until you say that because we're going to do bad business ideas next. But uh, Tragically Hip, we're going to hear from uh, not Leonard Cohen, but a version or a, a cover of a Leonard Cohen song. So we've kind of had a bad Canadian music year. Hmm. Uh, Leonard Cohen just passed. Gordon Downey of the Tragically Hip, which is one of the biggest bands. Definitely. Uh, in if, Canadian not, history. if not the biggest. Yeah. I think it's you've got Rush and the Tragically Hip yeah. basically out there. Uh, So he was Gordon uh, Downey, the lead singer was diagnosed with a terminal brain cancer.
1: Mm -hmm. So
0: they have done the, so what what somebody described it, a resident of a former resident of Canada described it as a sort of like this this general feeling of mourning Mm -hmm. throughout the entire country, Mm -hmm. sort of waiting. And so they did this big concert tour over the summer and it sounds like it was gonna be their last one. Mm -hmm. And so the last one, the very last concert, uh, they broadcast live and so without commercial interruption yeah. everybody was there from their
1: hometown in kingston yeah and mm-hmm. so it
0: sounded like a, a really oh, really big the deal footage
1: was oh, almost hard to watch yeah you know he loses it on stage in tears at one point it was just like oh, heartbreaking just heartbreaking i'm sure That's there amazing. wasn't a dry eye people watching that all over the country
0: so you have yeah. that you have cohen and you have justin bieber who is still canadian <laughs> uh, as far as i know
1: Just a constant source of misery for Canadians.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We'll take Alanis Morissette any day over that guy. Sure. I think that's, uh, yeah. All right. So let's get into some bad business ideas. Now, Kristen, you're a businesswoman, Mm -hmm. a business person. I am. You're successful. Mm -hmm. So this is great because what I'm going to do is bounce some ideas off you. Two ideas. You have to pick one. And then you're going with this I'm
1: going to invest my money in it.
0: Time, energy. Basically, you're going to be CEO of this organization,
1: got it, Kristen. Okay,
0: may I call you Kristen? Please. Okay, what's the best part of going to the dentist?
1: Um, I'm really struggling to think of okay. anything. Well, okay, let me ask you this: is, going it the, to the
0: is it the historical research you can do in the waiting room uh, from their collection of vintage magazines?
1: actually i have a good dentist and so he's got really good magazines and okay. the irony is the better the magazines the less your wait time
0: well that's good is it the soothing sound of the drill
1: Ah, uh, no okay. i don't enjoy that
0: the feel of metal on tooth when they scrape the oh, peanut butter and God, jelly sandwich oh. that you had mere mormons before your yeah. appointment Mm-mm. no none no, of that not a fan. right it's the x-rays <laughs> it's been demonstrated again and again that for some reason, x-rays make people feel really good.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I, I think it's scientifically proven. Do you know why? Mm. In this case, the lead blanket. You know when they put the lead blanket on you when it's you're so about cozy. to do your victory? Exactly. They exactly. should just make that. That's like There's the new something snuggly. Something
1: I'm sorry, am Kristen, I stealing your idea? This is the
0: idea, okay, right? I'm okay. leading you down a path here, <laughs> and you came to the same conclusion. That it's means brilliant. you're on the same Yes, level. I'm
1: on. I'm with you.
0: The feeling of being weighed mm-hmm, down yes. by a material by that can withstand, you know, any kind of radioactive rays that are coming at you. Right. So you had. A, we talked about Wi-Fi. I wouldn't wifi. have to worry
1: about my Wi-Fi.
0: You are concerned about Wi-Fi. You're turning it off at night. You don't have to do that anymore because you'll have lead blankets from our new company called Heavyweight.
1: Ooh, I like it.
0: Yep. Uh, we'll bring that sense of comfort and contentment to your home with our metal blankets, which are perfect for winter, of course. Mm-hmm. You can use them in the summer, but it'll probably be hot. You don't have to buy a big blanket though. Like let's say you're wasting blanket space, right? Mm-hmm. So you buy this, let's say you have a queen size bed and you buy this big blanket that goes over both sides and down the end. You're not going to be able to move under one of these blankets, Mm -hmm. so all you need is one about the size of you. Mm -hmm. So you're saving money Mm -hmm. and saving time, Mm -hmm. I guess. Mm -hmm. Uh, As far as I can tell, they're gluten free, okay, which is fantastic. I'm not sure; I got to research that, or actually, you have to research that because I'm taking the company, the owner. So it's really like swaddling for adults. Mm. If you remember, you're you're only six years removed from having a baby, and you remember swaddling. Imagine that, and then you could just it's, it's exercise too. Cause when you're sleeping, it's kind of hard to breathe cause you're under all this weight. Mm-hmm. It's like a big thing is laying on top of you. And so if you even move, if you try to move around, that's exercise too. Mm-hmm. So it's great. It's very healthy. Uh, we could do different metals. Mm-hmm. So let's say you don't want lead. You want something a little lighter, a little more um, could be like malleable.
1: Kanye West and like have just platinum
0: platinum absolutely
1: yeah
0: absolutely we do like a high-end version of it yes and then since it's called heavyweight and they're heavy metals if we want to do a little bit of a um uh tie-in with a spokesperson you know we could probably get dave mustaine pretty easily Mm -hmm. from megadeth Mm -hmm. metallica just put out a new album we Mm. could sponsor their tour Mm. and so yeah we could drop like instead of the the t shirt cannons, we could do a metal mm. blanket cannon, mm. which would actually be just a regular cannon, I would imagine, because they're going to be pretty heavy. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: and I think at a might metal be some show, there. it's fine. Yeah. It's fine. We'll figure that out, or you'll figure that out. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So heavyweights. <laughs> okay. That's the first idea.
1: I'm seriously considering that. It's a good idea. Okay.
0: And anybody who's listening, you can't steal these ideas. Right. Because you've signed an NDA just by listening. Right. Your ears have signed the NDA mm-hmm. for you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, second idea. You're a writer.
1: Are you, You're hypothetically or me? No, you are, okay, are a writer. It. Okay. Yeah.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. So I some, sometimes I write these just for the people just who me. are coming Okay, in. great. Yeah. So sometimes you use analogies to explain things, right? I do. Uh, what if you could just go to a website, maybe one you subscribe to, to find an analogy? Hmm. Uh, so professionally written this subscription-based site called AnalogyFinder.com. Hmm. So you're already in the dot-com mm-hmm, space mm-hmm, You know it, mm-hmm. you know everything about the web, mm-hmm. you know, everything about HTTP and URLs and Links SEO. Oh my god. I didn't even know what that is.
1: Okay. You're you're an
0: expert. This is great <laughs> uh, You would have a talented team of writers creating original analogies hmm. based on classic scenarios like falling in love boy meets girl girl meets whatever uh, to explain or, you know, explaining current events. It'd be nice to have analogies there. What's great about our service is that we take the same analogy and run it through different filters. Okay. So it's not just one, you have multiple. So okay. let's say you're writing a story, uh, like you're, about, you're writing a story about falling in love. It could be like a bridge or it could be like about a beach or it could be like a treasure or how about how painful it is, because it's love after all. Mm -hmm. So we could do all of that for you. So depending if you're writing a story that's really pop culture-y, you can have a pop culture analogy. So I'm going to give you an example. I already wrote some. Let's say you want to describe the fear that roughly half of U.S. citizens have of the presidency that starts this January. Got it. Okay, so let's say you wanted to take a prestige TV angle to it. So it's like the Sopranos are trying to recreate a world where Mad Men was the norm, but we end up with a walking dead. So prestige TV, let's say you want to take a local angle. Maybe it's about cuisine because that's what you do on your site. Uh Sometimes talk about cuisine. It's like seven bites selling out to Einstein brothers who then destroy all record of their recipes and turn the new location into a Starbucks. So that's representing the fear. That's not my fear,
1: right? I'm good. Yeah,
0: I'm good. I may have to shave. Right, um, And, you know, not go out in the sun anymore, but I, I, I'm not as scared <laughs> at all. So let's say you wanted to take kind of a neighborly aspect to it. Maybe okay. you're writing a story about neighbors okay. and you wanted an analogy about how it would be like with your neighbors. It's like your neighbor's telling you they're going to adopt some howler monkeys. You don't say anything about it because you're like, no way is someone going to let them get that far. Certainly common sense or rules around monkey adoption or city ordinances will stop that. And you think that for 16 months until they finally get those monkeys. Also, the monkeys have rabies. So, good analogy. <laughs> How about we go back to pop culture, a little Star Wars action. See, this is, you get a variety. Yeah. You get a bunch of analogies. I love it. Uh, it's like Vader throwing Luke d- into the reactor shaft. Okay. Then firebombing the Ewoks, turning Leia to the dark side, and shaving Chewbacca for kicks. <laughs> so, see? <laughs> yeah. Star Wars. Yeah. I mentioned a bunch of things that are Star Wars yeah, related You're in just, there.
1: you're really like meeting people where they are. Yeah. Yeah. I like that.
0: Okay. One more Lion King, cause it's a Disney town. So, and Lion King is one of my favorites mm-hmm. because you know, Hakuna Matata. Mm-hmm. It's like Scar tossing Mufasa into the stampede of wildebeests. Then basically doing what he did, laying waste to the whole Savannah and ruining the circle of life. Uh, it's exactly like Lion King. Yeah. So yeah. So we didn't really, it's this is not analogy. much of an analogy yeah. because it's just, yeah. it's like Lion King.
1: Well, who's, who's our Simba? Uh,
0: who's coming i, I guess who's that's coming back i guess that's we're waiting to see there yeah yeah so that's a that's a placeholder so analogyfinder.com Jeez, that's what that is
1: that's a really good idea or heavyweights um so i'm gonna i have about a million dollars in savings It's just sitting there
0: it's just well, i'm hoping
1: uh i'm gonna invest it all in analogy finder oh really yeah
0: okay so you're gonna get that team of uh so, let me ask you this what do you think the subscription cost would be for a site like yours Orlando datenight orlando dot com or uh, any writer out there
1: so are you saying what do you think people will pay to yeah. be on to, to go to yeah uh, see I think I don't think that the um I think we're gonna go with an ad model mm. we're gonna open we're not gonna charge people to actually use it I love it um, but we'll um We'll collect email addresses and we'll have it optimized for advertising and um maybe we'll have like um an upgraded one where we'll send you like a couple of really great analogies a day that you can just in, like insert into conversation you can seem oh like my witty gosh. and clever
0: that's even better yeah I really like where you're going with this. You're yeah. the perfect person for this. I'm great. glad I chose you.
1: I'm gonna drop actually I'm I'm gonna put Orlando date and I got up for sale and just focus all of my attention. oh maybe on, I can buy it yeah. Yeah, it's a good, it's a good, good, good website to buy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, and I'm just going to focus all my attention on analogyfinder. dot com. Yeah, dot com.
0: I want to make sure that that's in there. Yeah, sure. Because that's part of the branding. Brilliant. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for that, Kristen, for putting up with me. So let's hear some more Canadian music. We're going to go with uh, Stars here with Celebration Guns on WPRK Winter Park, Florida. And that was Stars with Celebration Guns from their album. Do you trust your friends? Kristen, do you trust your friends?
1: Definitely. Great. I trust you.
0: (laughs) Oh, that's sweet. Good morning. My name is Nick. You're listening to A Certain Degree on WPRK Winter Park, Florida. We're playing music uh, from Canadian artists today. So we've heard from Tragically Hip, Stars, Tegan and Sarah, The Hot, Hot Heat, Arcade Fire. There's a lot more. There was a lot more that I had queued up. um, And what I like to do is have like about 18 songs ready to go. And so if my guest is not that interesting, I play more music. And so my guest today is incredibly interesting. (laughs) So i barely played any music. So if you like some of the stuff that you've heard, what I'm going to do is put this playlist online so you can hear it later. So you'll have 18 songs from uh, Canadian artists, which you may not have known were Canadian, like Arcade Fire. Uh, We'll have some broken social scene up there. The Cowboy Junkies. Love the Cowboy Junkies from back in the day. Did you know the new pornographers were uh, Canadian? Mm-mm. Yeah.
1: You know, I was when Leonard Cohen died. I was thinking about there's a Leonard Cohen song on the Natural Born Killers soundtrack yep. and a Cowboy Junkies. Oh
0: song. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, it's a very I cu- Canadian movie. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't remember what Leonard. Cohen, I can I can hear it in my head, but I couldn't remember the song that they. But it was a really like it's it was iconic, Leonard Cohen like dark and brooding and yeah yeah
0: yeah so we'll hear a song it's actually a cover of his um i didn't pull because this was one of my favorite versions of hallelujah so we'll listen Mm. to that in a few minutes uh so i did want to talk about canada in general though so you went to college in canada Mm -hmm. and it looked like from your linkedin did you get two degrees up there or one degree
1: i did um my my bachelor's uh, in english and communications and then i did a postgrad diploma at Fanshawe, so it was a it was a um, a uh, professional diploma for, in public relations. Gotcha. Yeah.
0: So we talked a little bit about college and getting you know getting college and uh, going to college in mm-hmm. Canada uh, in the first hour, and you said it was a little bit of a you know liberal arts approach. It wasn't mm-hmm. a liberal arts college necessarily. Yeah. But you had a very varied approach to your degree. Mm-hmm. You Took a lot of different classes. You almost double triple minored in a few different things. What was in general having worked at Rollins as well and having been in the states now for about ten years mm-hmm. uh, what do you feel like is the big difference between college and both places
1: well you know the the what- what comes out for me is the um the fraternit the Greek culture, so Greek culture is in most cases, almost non-existent in Canadian university and colleges. And maybe that's changed. Maybe that's different now. But when I went to school, then it that was just not part of the college experience. And then the other part is with the drinking age in Canada being 19 um, and 18 in other parts. I think Calgary, um, Alberta is 18. Quebec is 18. And you... Like, it, it doesn't feel like when you go, you've already been drinking. It feels like, you know, like it doesn't feel like, oh my gosh, I'm finally free and now I can go and mm-hmm. get bombed. So I feel like Canadian, the Canadian college experience, people party, people go out to bars and things like that. But it's much less about, it. the emphasis is much less on the social aspect of it that's kind of taken care of itself, but it, it's not this organized socialness. I feel like it's much more focused on the academics.
0: So it's not a, as much of a coming of age type of situation. So, you no. know, necessarily like, you know, I think what, what college is in the U S especially from historically a pop culture standpoint, yeah. storytelling standpoint is this uh, coming of age moment yeah, where you find yourself and you find your friends and, there was a, a movie by I think it was Linklater, uh, Linkletter, uh, however you pronounce his name, um, that was kicking and screaming. That was about these students who had graduated. They had no idea mm-hmm. what they were supposed to do. Yeah. Uh, and so I think that's the bigger thing is sort of the, the myth of college being this. You know, you find out who you are and you find out what you're going to do and you, what you what your passion is and mm-hmm. then you go do it. And it's not that. Um, and it sounds like uh, the, the, in Canada, it's a little bit more realistic in terms of that.
1: Yeah, and I I think probably people graduate from university or college in Canada feeling equally confused and, you know, lacking direction. I hope so. I think I kind of fell into a path. I don't know that it was designed, but I just think the lack of Greek culture just puts the emphasis more on college as a place to learn, Mm. university as a place to learn, versus here I feel like it's 50-50, You know, half of your life is learning and half of it is social. And I don't don't know that it was that way in in Canada. My kids are going to go to school in Canada. We sat down with our financial planner a couple of years ago and they said, you're not saving enough right now for them to go to school in the United States. And I looked at it and I was like, well, then they'll just go to school in Canada. Like, why would I spend all this extra money for them to go here? So that's our plan anyways.
0: Nice. Yeah. That's a good plan. Yeah. When are you going to move back?
1: Um, well, I don't necessarily, I don't have to move back, but they're going to (laughs) move. They're going to move to.
0: Bye kids.
1: Yeah, sure.
0: Oh yeah. Then Orlando day night guide is going to become a lot more, uh, interesting. You're going to have a lot more time for dating.
1: Well, hopefully by the end of 2017, we'll, we'll be in 10 more cities. So that's the, that's the plan is to expand it. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah.
0: So take it back a step. To college you did film and you did English and you did PR
1: Spanish and business and science how does that
0: affect how you approach what you do now because it's not necessarily and I think the stat in the US is about 27% of people end up in the industry they study Mm -hmm. in college yeah and so I would say you're there are aspects to what you do Mm -hmm. that are related to your degree and your degree programs and the stuff that you studied but Really it's not. There's, mm-hmm. there wasn't a, a blogging, uh, uh degree yeah. when you were, uh, when you were was probably still, isn't hopefully a blogging degree out there, but that's the, that's the idea is that did it prepare you for something that didn't exist yet? And how do you see the world through the lens of college now or your college experience?
1: You know, I think college is just an opportunity to further your love of learning. And if you're not someone who loves learning, then I don't know that college is necessarily the right place because there's other ways to prepare for a career. And uh, although that's not not all careers, can you avoid college? But there's many careers that you can avoid college. But I used college as an opportunity to just be more an agent for myself in terms of what do I like to learn and what do I feel like pursuing? And when I picked classes, they had nothing to do with how is this going to serve me later? And then after I got out of school, it was just a matter of putting one foot in front of the other and having one experience that led to the next experience. And I don't know that any of that had to do with a career trajectory that was put in place by what I studied or what major. Honestly, I think it's kind of accidental that I was an English major and I ended up being a writer because at no point while I was an English major, did I ever think that I was going to be a writer. Never even occurred to me. Hmm. If I had studied journalism, then I could probably have seen that trajectory a little bit more clear, but I didn't. I, it, the, uh, at, at Carleton, the journalism program was super rigorous and I was like, no, I don't want to work that hard. <laughs> so I went for <laughs> mass communications instead. But uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know that life works like that for most people. That you say, this is what I'm going to do, and this is how I'm going to achieve it. Especially at that young of an age, because you might get somewhere and think, I don't, this isn't where I want to be. Or you might want to, you might get somewhere and think, that was cool. Now I want to go somewhere else. You know, like I think the average person, I think they're going to say now like 11 different careers or something like that. And I'm all for that. I can't imagine going to school for something and then getting a job in that. And then just doing that for 40 years. That seems really awful
0: well you know and that takes a little bit of time it's interesting because i've been on a couple of uh search committees here at rollins um one for a position that i hired in my office and then one for a position or a couple of for positions that are outside and there's still sort of that archaic notion or now it's archaic Mm -hmm. that you have to see somebody who's been at a place for a long time Mm -hmm. um in order to feel good about hiring them Mm -hmm. because you have to see that they're dedicated that they are all these things and now it's not You know, it doesn't mean the same thing anymore. For somebody to be somewhere for two years and then move on to the next job doesn't mean they weren't dedicated. It doesn't mean they didn't do a good job there. It doesn't mean anything bad happened. Mm -hmm. It just means that potentially they were, uh, you know, looking or they found the next big thing for them. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's interesting because uh, we have to get, we have to catch up with that. Mm -hmm. We have to catch up with the idea that not everybody needs college, that sometimes the work experience is great in fact sometimes it's better yeah depending on what they're doing and depending on the type of learner they are so yeah so that's uh that's a compelling argument as well
1: it's it's also just a safe entry into life you know for a lot of yep. people they go from home to a dorm and that's a good next step because it's not home anymore but it's not you know having a mortgage or having rent and having it's It's, it's, it's a great buffer. It's this, to me, it's like this four years of like, you get to pretend to be an adult, but you're not quite an adult. And by the time that four years is over, you should be able to be an adult. Mm -hmm. So it's even really less about, like, I feel like people who don't, you know, quote unquote, need a degree for, for whatever they're going to do next can still really benefit from the college experience of just going and trying out being an adult for a little while transitioning.
0: Yeah, agree, yeah. Yeah. It's
1: a great, it's a great transition. I feel like, um, you know, travel can be that for some people, but it's just not really feasible to say, oh, I'm just going to go travel for four years. Cause you're, you're not contributing anything. You're just consuming for four years. And I don't think that could make you into a really like, narcissistic person, but, um, yeah, there's just really there's a lot of benefit. I, I'm a big fan of college. i I can't imagine telling my kids, ah, you don't need to do that. I think it's important. I think it's good it's a good step.
0: Well, would they say? because I think the travel thing is interesting that you bring that up because I think that, and what you know, based on the conversation we had earlier about not wanting to label uh, generations, but there are younger people who go out there and travel and they do, Uh, Actually contribute something that do actually go out and they try to do good while they're out there Yeah, and so there's this big push towards a gap year. Yeah, so if your girls wanted to do something along those lines How uh, how would you feel about something like that?
1: I'm all in favor of the gap year I just don't know that where typically falls. So the year between high school and college isn't I don't think that's a good year for a gap year What I would love to see is go do two years of college take a gap year really evaluate, am I, am I studying what I want to be studying?
0: That's a good point. You know,
1: step out of the world of college and your friends and, you know, just really just take a total departure. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like what do they call that? A sabbatical from your life and go and travel for a year and then come back and finish two more years of college. Or maybe not. Maybe decide I'm not going to finish the, that degree or maybe completely change. But to be, have a very liberal arts form of study up until that point so that when you come back, you're not like, well, I would have loved to have now studied international that, relations, yeah. but I can, I've been doing, you know, biology for two years. So none, nothing would transfer. I can't do that. So I, I think gap years are awesome. I just don't know that an 18 year old is equipped to, you know, go and travel by themselves or with, with other 18 year olds. But to me, like as a parent, I'd be like, Oh my gosh, I can't imagine. Right. And I traveled through Asia, my alone but I was 24 when I did that. Like not, not with anyone, not with friends. Not- she had
0: more fighting skills at that point. <laughs> yeah. You were obviously going from monastery to monastery right. to get those ninja skills. Right, that, no. Yeah, no, I understand. <laughs> Yeah. Well, and so you could take my approach. So I can talk to the girls about this where every other year is a gap year.
1: Oh, cool. And it took
0: me seven and a half years to get my bachelor's <laughs> degree. I went to four different schools. Yeah. So I feel like that's a liberal arts education. Wow. So I went all over the place. And so, uh, yeah, so that's... I can talk. I'm happy to talk to them about that and encourage them to go that path.
1: Like a mentor. I've been looking for a mentor for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is exciting. This is a big day. I found him. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right. On that note, let's play another song. So as I mentioned, uh, Leonard Cohen. Uh, rest in peace. Uh, this is John Kale's version of Hallelujah on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. Kristen Maneri is here from OrlandoDateNightGuide dot com. Good morning, Kristen. Hello. Thanks for being here. It's fun. Bright and early. Bright and early. And it's almost over.
1: Yeah, it I know. goes by fast. Only Twenty more minutes. It's yeah, crazy.
0: It goes by really fast. So let's do something. To shake things up, okay, and get you thinking for the day, and okay. get everybody out there listening thinking for the day. We're going to do a little pop culture and current event quiz, <laughs> okay. And as uh, you mentioned, you may not be so good on the pop culture yeah, side. Yeah,
1: I don't. I I used to be, but right? yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't watch enough TV.
0: Okay, well, so you've removed yourself from the world and said <laughs> the rest of the world. Forget it. I don't care about you is basically what you're telling me when you say stuff like that.
1: Mm, Yeah, I guess. Okay.
0: (laughs) Uh, So maybe not that. That's a little extreme. All right. So ready? Yeah. This is multiple choice too. So this will be fairly easy. Okay. A dress Marilyn Monroe wore recently was auctioned for $4.8 million. Okay. Which dress was it? So was it the one when she sang happy birthday to JFK? Okay. Okay. Was it the one from the subway great
1: seven year itch, uh,
0: or the one she sang diamonds are a girl's best friend? That, uh, very pink, uh, sort of dress.
1: I'm going to go with the happy birthday dress. That is correct.
0: Okay. Very nice. Yeah. Ripley's, uh, believe it or not, or whatever they're called, uh, just bought it 4.8 million dollars. Uh, that was his birthday, his pre-birthday party at Madison Square Garden. So it's kind of made out to be this very intimate moment between the two of them, but it was literally thousands of oh, people yeah. there. Yeah, 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 yeah. totally. Uh, so if you listen on a regular basis, you're one for one. Okay. Nice job. Uh, you know, I'm a big fan of a very specific band. So I've been waiting for this for a while. They're going to make a movie about the band. Okay. Uh, and so Rami Malek, so I'm not sure you're going to know who this is. He's got very big eyes, very expressive sort of actor. He's on Mr. Robot mm-hmm. on the USA Network. So that guy, mm-hmm. so if you know what that is. Uh, now, what lead singer is it? Is it A, Lindsey Buckingham, B, Freddie Mercury, or C, a Jonas brother? I'm not sure who the lead singer of the Jonas brothers are, but is it a Jonas brother?
1: Um, like Nick Jonas? Sure. Yeah, That sounds okay. like one. Okay, so I'm trying to identify who he's going to play. Who he's going
0: to play in the movie about this band.
1: Uh, I'm going to say Freddie Mercury.
0: That is correct. Yeah, so uh, the movie originally was going to have Sasha Baron Cohen, who played Borat and all those oh, other. Oh, he
1: would have been a good pick.
0: Yeah, but he wanted to make tall, a movie though. about Freddie Mercury, like the, the party side. Right. And the band was like, no, I I don't want to do that. Uh, so yeah. So now they, and I think that's a pretty good casting. I didn't know who else could do it. So he's just got to grow a little mustache mm-hmm. and kind of have a little bit of buck teeth mm-hmm. and he should be great. Yeah, But I think that would be very good. I'd like yeah, to see that. That's uh, good.
1: I don't know much about their story. So I'd, I'd really, I love like when, when, uh, Walk the line came out, I, I learned so much about um, uh, Johnny Cash. Johnny Cash. Yeah. It was, it was fat. It was fascinating. So yeah, yeah it's great. Yeah.
0: Okay. So let's go local. You're two for two. You're doing great. Woo-hoo. We got a couple more questions. Uh, vendors at what local mall are a little nervous because rumors of a potential sale are swirling? Artigan. Okay. Well, I didn't even have to say the names of the other. Okay, fine. Artigan. Yeah. Have you been there? Uh-huh. I love that place. Yeah. I take the kids there all the time. We go walk around. We see some, you know, really good local artists and mm-hmm. some other interesting things. Um, you know, half of the place is usually empty, unfortunately, mm-hmm. and there's never anybody there, yeah. but, uh, other than that, it's, it's great. And the movie theater there is amazing. Is it? Yeah.
1: Oh, that's good to know. So
0: it's all, um, assigned seating. Okay. And then there are recliner seats. Oh,
1: that's the best.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So it's really, you have to go see a good movie there's there. There's a bunch
1: of good movies that we were, or when we, when you're we were gonna at, fall asleep when we were at downtown Disney, there uh, are Disney Springs the other day, we were walking by and there's a bunch of new movies that I didn't even know were coming out. They look yeah. really good.
0: Well, apparently you're not really much on pop culture, so yeah. I don't. I I go to the
1: movies like once a year.
0: I think anytime you walk by a movie theater, you're going to be like, oh, there's a bunch of good movies out.
1: Last movie I saw was at an art art theater in um, Asheville, and it was about uh, competitive uh, resistance tickling.
0: Oh yeah! What that the was heck a, was
1: that called? It, it was, was a it was a document. Tickle
0: or tickling, yeah, something tickle like that. tickled or something like that. Yeah,
1: it was um, hilarious. Like, a, a, like it was a astonishing, bit disturbing. It was yeah, d- disturbing. I actually thought it was a mockumentary
0: no, until about halfway no.
1: through it, Holy and I looked serious. at my friend and I was like, "Is this legit? Like, is this for real?" And she was like, "Yes. What do you think we've been watching? <laughs> I I didn't know. I just saw the yeah. It was crazy, but." Yeah, I don't get out much.
0: Yeah, it sounds like it. In that way. Okay. I'm going to ask you to put your hat on as the main editor, founder, person at OrlandoDateNightGuide.com mm-hmm. for a second. Okay. So put your hat on. Okay. It's on. This past Friday, tickets for the most potentially romantic date night in the history of the world in Orlando went on sale. Okay, Was it Engelbert Humperdinck at A,
1: mm-hmm.
0: A. B. Jay Leno at Hard Rock Live? or C WrestleMania 33. Def- now, I know this seems subjective.
1: WrestleMania 33. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Okay. Yeah, and yeah, that's yeah. So huge. you are 4
0: for 4. I think you're the first person yeah. to get all the answers.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I can't imagine anything more romantic than watching wrestling. I can't even
0: think the, of anything. At, at the Amway
1: Center. It's uh, such an oh, intimate venue. I don't
0: know that it's at Amway Center. I think it might be at the whatever the bowl stadium thing is
1: called. Oh, wow.
0: Now, Camping World Stadium? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's big. Hmm. It's big. They can sit like 70,000 people for this thing. Yeah. So that says, ro- nothing says romance, like, like going on around, a date
1: Yeah. 70,000, 70, mm-hmm.
0: mainly dudes.
1: And screaming and, um, and slashing their beer. And yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sounds like a good time.
0: Well, listen, you're the expert. Yeah. I just pretend <laughs> to be one. All right. So on that note, let us take one more break and we'll play one more song and then we'll come back, wrap up. And then you can go back. And you've done more before 9 a.m. than most people will have done before 10. It's
1: been a lot. Or 9.30 yeah. at
0: least. Uh, so we're going to play some Sam Roberts here. This is... oh, I love Sam Roberts. Of course you do. You're Canadian. Is his brother down? Uh, no, it's fixed to ruin.
1: Okay.
0: Okay. Well, you got to tell me these things beforehand.
1: Yeah, we should you're... have consulted on the yeah, list. Yeah, okay. We're going to do that next time. Because I've got some opinions about the Tragically Hip song you chose and... <laughs> I don't know that I would have gone with that version of Hallelujah, but
0: okay. So you're doing a good job. I appreciate that. If you want to listen to any of the music and you want to learn more about Kristen, uh, obviously go to OrlandoDateNightGuide.com or you can go to my site, to a certain degree.com. That's T-O, a certain degree. I really have to work on this name. <laughs> uh, and you can learn more about her and you can listen to this entire interview as well. And right now, Sam Roberts with one of my favorite songs, Fixed to Ruin, on WPRK Winter Park, Florida. Good morning, my name is Nick. This is to a certain degree, we're almost done here. And my special guest this week has been and will continue to be, I guess, Kristen Maneri. Hello. Good morning. Hi. Thanks again for doing this.
1: Glad to be here.
0: Uh, Kristen Maneri of OrlandoDateNightGuide.com. So uh, once again, just wanna talk about some of the things that you do on the site, you'll get to learn about different places in Orlando, even if you're not going on a date, Mm -hmm. it's a really good place to get some advice on just where to go.
1: Yeah. Like we do, um, um, a weekly event roundup every Monday or Tuesday, depending depending on the week and we'll round up anywhere from 15 to 35 different events, depending on the weekend, just different festivals or outdoor movies or cool like wine pairing dinners. And really what it's just curating, what I think are the best bets for the for the week. So, if you don't want to sift your way through a bunch of other event listings, right. it's just nice to have it up. Bungalower does a really great roundup as well from that lens. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we do ours is more towards like what what you could do on date night. But I know I know people who use my site for girls nights out. They use it for family time. Yep. It's just a great. Source. I just did a post earlier this week. One of my contributors did. I just posted it on Friday about uh, great resorts that you can take your like pet to. Like, it doesn't seem like something that you would find on Orlando date night guide, but a lot of couples like to travel with their dog, mm-hmm. and so we we put together. I think it was 11 different inns, hotels, and resorts that you can bring Fido along with you.
0: Well, especially if you're having trouble communicating with each other then you want to have buffer, the dog there definitely. as the buffer. Yeah, totally. yeah, it's important. Yeah, I could see that. <laughs> I could see that. It's way less uh, pressure yeah. on the date <laughs> That's good. And then, uh, of course, you do uh, do good Orlando,
1: do good date night, do
0: good date night. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, and, we've uh, done
1: eleven now. So since last September, so September two thousand and fifteen is when do good date night was launched. Yep. And we've and done do you have eleven coming up
0: uh, in December. December
1: or are you waiting for the eighth. We've got one coming up at uh, Harvest Time International. We're going to be helping out with their Christmas. They do a Christmas store, so people can come in and shop, quote unquote. They do not no money is transferred, but we're going to help them set up their Christmas store so that families who are struggling this year will still be able to put some things under the tree.
0: Has it already sold out? I has not gone on sale date? yet. Oh, okay. Yeah,
1: it'll go on sale probably Wednesday.
0: And those, if you're looking to do something like that, it's a really fun time. It's really something that you can do as a couple and do something a little more than just going out yeah. to a movie or things yeah, like that. Yeah, and they're 100% percent
1: nonprofit and they give you a chance to volunteer. And, and, and also it sells have even, out pretty quick. Every event has sold out, yeah. yeah. And actually this one is our first family-friendly one. We're actually allowing oh, cool. kids to come on this one. Normally I don't, I've had a lot of people yeah. ask me, but it being a do-good Date night. Um, we I've always said no, no, no kids. But this one is going to be family friendly.
0: That's good because mm-hmm. I think that helps give the kids a little perspective too on that. Totally. And then you have your new uh, subscription yes, service. Can yes, I say that as yeah, much? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, coming up. So mm-hmm. you, if you follow Kristen and Orlando Date Night Guide on any of the social media platforms, and you should maybe mm-hmm. get the newsletter or follow them on Twitter or mm-hmm. any of those things. Uh, Instagram especially. Uh, you'll find out about that in early December. Yes, so December we'll seventh. Yes, a little bit. December seventh. All right, Kristen. Yes. That's it for the show. Okay. So I'm going to play something now that's super, super meaningful to me. I, I mentioned to you uh, when we were off air. I did a class at Sat Comedy Lab with Kevin McDonald, who is amazing. Mm-hmm. Part of the Kids in the Hall. If you know anything about comedy, uh, so one of the other kids in the hall is Bruce McCullough, who came out with an album called Shame Bass Man. And to go with the Canadian theme, uh, this is actually something that he put together and he was talking about uh, his experience going to Seattle to do a show while he was there, they had the vigil, the big vigil for Kurt Cobain. Mm. And so this was really meaningful to me uh, ever since I heard it. It was like one of those things where this is the type of thing that makes me never want to write again because how could I possibly write something as good as this? (laughs) Okay. So despite that, I continue writing and uh probably to everyone's chagrin so you've been listening to a certain degree if you'd like to hear any about the, any more of the show or learn more any about Kristen orlandodatenight.com or landodatenightguide.com mm-hmm. excuse me or go to to a certain degree.com and coming up next we'll have greg golden uh actually speaking with president grant cornwell uh the president here at rollins college he'll be here for an hour to talk about you know what's been going on in the year and a half that he's been here and how everything's going and sort of the state of the, uh, the college as of right now. So that'll be very interesting as well. You're listening to WPRK, Winter Park, Florida.